Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. Two more, Barb. We got two more to episode 100. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited. Can you feel my voice? We actually made it. I can't believe it. It's been such a ride. What nobody knows is 100 was our goal. After that, we're done. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. We're never done. Just kidding. We're going to take this uh, all the way around the world. So let me ask you, Barb, does Night Dental do ortho? No, we do not. We don't either. I mean, we dabble in it. Like, we do band and loops, but we use those prefabricated bands and then we just solder a loop on it it's pretty easy stuff but we really don't get into ortho and we've had a lot of ortho people on the podcast and i've always learned that no matter how much a lab says they're full service they are not full service because these ortho people really know what's going on when it comes to ortho we have no idea i'm hoping that on our podcast we're going to give them a little more publicity or a lot more publicity and i know that they're all working um, to give themselves more publicity and really doing a lot with everything so i'm super excited about this interview yeah so this week brings us one of jdt's 2020 hottest people in the industry i thought you got that award well they gave me the centerfold Okay. But it forgot to ship. The staple didn't work. So if anybody wants 5,000 centerfolds of me, they're at the warehouse. There's always next year, Elvis. Absolutely. So this week we talk with Christopher Jajewski. I think I did it. I think you did it. Oh my God. (laughs) I can't. Hold on. I got to, my body's like, wow, he actually said it correctly. Go for it. I've been practicing all week. Yep. Christopher Jajewski is an ortho technician turned lab owner who has started an organization to bring the ortho technicians together to better and to strengthen that aspect of dental laboratories. You know, we've had a lot of ortho technicians on the podcast before, and there's a running theme of them always being the underdog of our industry. But Chris is here to change that by bringing education to the industry and more importantly, to the public. Chris is a passionate guy with a couple of opinions, couple, and maybe that is what our industry needs for the change to happen. So join us as we talk with Chris Jajewski. Nice. Are you excited about Chicago Lab Day? Elvis and I are, and NOAC Dental and NOAC Digital are. Their lab specialists will be at the East Tower booth B47, and their digital specialists will be at the new West Tower B2. Stop by both booths to learn about all of their offerings and to find out for yourself why NOAC is the first dealer name customers ask for. Also, backed by popular demand at each location, they will be serving King Cake Vodka shots one hour before the closing of the show each day. So you know where I'll be. Don't forget to visit NOAC Dental in both exhibit halls during Lab Day Chicago. And Elvis and I thank you guys for your support. Voices from the Bench. The interview. We are interviewing a gentleman that I've met online that we met back in Texas, and we tried to get you on when uh, Barb and I were there, but unfortunately we didn't have the time, and I'm sorry it took so long. But finally, we have somebody who is on the 2020s hottest list for the JDT this month. Yay! Christopher Jagjewski. Close enough. Chris Gajewski. There we go. Barb's got it. We have Chris <laughs> Gajewski on, which I'm assuming is a very good uh, Polish name. No? That's a Polish name, yes. That's it's what sort I of thought. like a Smith in Polish, but yep. yes. <laughs> so I was uh, Barbara Warwinski uh, before my mm-hmm. grandfather changed it to Warner. So as soon as I okay. saw your name, I knew that it was a good Polish boy. <laughs> I'm not sure about the good part, but yes, Polish boy. <laughs> so yeah, well. what's interesting about Chris is you're an orthodontic laboratory technician. You own, what's the name of your lab? Brian? Uh, Bryn Moore Orthodontic Lab. Bryn Moore. Where does that name come from? 
Um, it's actually the name of the town. Oh, okay. Um, Bryn Mawr is on the main line of Philadelphia. It's a very old, well-established town, like way back into the 1800s. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, like, we actually moved our lab out to Exton, but we kept the name because it was unique enough that why mess with something that's been around for so long, so. Sure, and we'll get to it eventually, but you're also the founding president of the Association of Orthodontic Laboratory Professionals, the AOLP, correct? Yes. That's some good stuff. So, hey, so I noticed um, you're one of the most hot in the JDT for 2020. Um, What does it feel like to be nominated as the most hot in our industry, Chris? It really blew me away. Like I said, when they were um, interviewing me and, and when they approached me for the um, in, interview and the photo shoot, I thought that they would take uh, some of my quotes and some of the photos and mix it in with like more of a general article. Um, and then when they sent me the uh, proof where I was the article, <laughs> I was just like shocked. <laughs> well, it's a super great article. I just read it prepping for our interview today and just congratulations on all of the things that you're doing and have done for orthodontics. I just think it's a a wonderful article. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really touched that to be uh, recognized. I mean, that's a big thing for me. Just, yeah, thank you. (laughs) So how did you get started in orthodontics? Is it part of the family? Was your father a technician? Well, um, my uh, well, um, un- uncle owned a lab in Maryland, so I've been around it since I was a couple year years old. I mean, I can go back, back and say I was working in a lab when I was six, mm-hmm. clean, 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 and trays for a nickel apiece. <laughs> yeah, you're an old lab rat, just like me. Whenever I read all of that, I think about my childhood and growing up like that and cleaning trays and making model putties and making faces. And um, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that as well. So, yeah, been there, done that, Elvis. <laughs> so that orthodontic lab that you grew up with was in Washington, D.C. Um, it was just outside of Washington, uh, started out in Rockville. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's in... Gaithersburg, I think. Oh, so it's still around. Oh, yeah. Um, my uh, co- cousin owns the lab now, um, OrthoArts Laboratory. So. <laughs> so did you go to school for orthodontic work, or how did you end up owning your own lab? Well, um, I mean, I worked for my uncle on and off for a long, long time, 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 um, all through high school, through college and summers and things like that. And then I picked up everything fairly quickly. Um, then when I got done college with a degree in journalism, and then I couldn't find a job in my field, um, I naturally, I went back to a lab until I could find my job. And I'm using the finger quotes, which you can't see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then I just couldn't find anything. And then the person that I was were working for, um, I had been working for him for a couple of years, and then uh, he offered to sell me the uh, lab. lab. And at first I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't want to do this stuff. And then um, I got to find my job in journalism. I got to be a writer. And then um, I just thought I could balance the two um, with the writing and the lab ownership. So eventually he uh, talked me into to it and I bought Bryn Mawr Worth at Onyx Lab with a partner. Wow. So how many employees did it have at that time? It was just the three of us at the time with um, a part-time in employee now and now we have five so oh wow so you're so, growing um, oh yeah I'm, i mean it's gr- grown quite a bit since we bought the uh, lat lab so um i mean i've been happy with the uh, grow grow growth i mean with the whole paradigm shift it really changes everything it's like back when i when i bought the lab it was like if you picked up like one new account per year without lulu losing that account that was considered a fantastic year oh yeah sure but now everything has changed doctors are coming and leaving and there's new revenue sources as we lose other yeah. revenue sources and labs really have to be on their toes to take advantage of what's coming down the pipe. So you were talking um, when we originally um, opened up the podcast about how digital and all of that's going into your industry now and how GPs um, and different skill levels are practicing orthodontics and that you wanted to be the voice 
talk about some of the things that are going on, good and bad. What do you consider your passion, you know, for really what information you want to get out there right now? I just feel that the general public does not have enough information about orthodontics. Um, and the doctors aren't teaching them. And the big uh, clear align or convivities, they're just after the quick bucks. Um, a lot of the GPs are just after the quick bucks. Um, I've had conversations with GPs who are doing Invisalign. And I ask them questions about treatment and post-treatment. And the only thing that they can give me is the Invisalign spiel yeah. about how it's cheaper and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm just like, no, it's not. And I ask them about basic questions about post-treatment, and they can't answer them. They don't know what an orthodontist does. I know that I was just talking to an orthodontist the other day where another clear aligner system came and talked to him, and they acted like it was a big deal that 50% of their cases are accepted. And, and the orthodontist was like, that's not a good thing. That's a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> so when you say it's a bad thing, what are some of the risks of being, um, you know, treated inappropriately or, or with somebody that doesn't have the skill level? Are they only going for aesthetics and not function? You know, what, what ends up happening to these cases, if you don't mind my ignorance? No, um, just uh, people wind up with bad cases where, where it's not done right, it's not done properly. Um, I mean, I've been in an office where a good invis. I mean, I'm not against Invisalign. I'm not against uh, clear aligners at all. I know that there are some doctors that practice it extremely well and they're at the top of their field. But the first thing, especially with Invisalign, because I know that, so I'll go with that. The first thing that the doctors get back is a clin check. Now, I've been in the room with a doctor going over a clin check. And they are actually like screaming <laughs> at the other person, like, no, this doesn't work. And this, because what happens on the computer is very different than what the doctor knows is going to happen in the mail. Mm -hmm. So when a patient goes into a GP's office that doesn't really know orthodontics, they're just going to use the accept button like you would use the easy button at Staples mm -hmm. and just like hit that button and ching ching. And here comes the check instead of, losing that money to an orthodontist. But an orthodontist can see a clin check. I'm not an expert in orthodontics, so I never went to school for orthodontics. But I know a little bit about teeth move movement. And what I know myself is that I will never treat anyone. I mean, I have all the same technology. I got 30 years experience. I've been resetting teeth. When my daughter needed a treatment, I sent her to an orthodontist. When I need a treatment, I went to an orthodontist. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the orthodontist, he came back and told me that mine was simple enough to just do it myself, but that my daughter, or he wanted to uh, treat the um, her, and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's too many doctors out there that are using Invisalign and the other clear align systems, and they don't know how teeth are going to shift, what's going to happen. And they're just where an orthodontist does. That's what the extra two to three years of, of specialization is for. I mean, and it's really no different than a lot of things that if you want something done right, you go to the expert in it who does it all the time rather than the guy yep. or the gal that does it occasionally. <laughs> exactly. And that's what a big differences between a GP and an orthodontist. I mean, it's the same way with all doctors. Like a family doctor does have the same training as a surgeon. And an analogy that I use is an appendectomy. <laughs> a field medic mm -hmm. in the army is taught how to do an emergency appendectomy. I can find a YouTube video on that <laughs> and I could perform an appendectomy. It's fairly oh, simple. Oh, sure, yeah. It's a very, <laughs> I mean, well, no, I mean, if if you, because I did learn a little bit about it. It's a very simple procedure. It's just a slight incision. You go in, you find the sucker, you cut it out, you stitch it up, and that's that. Do you want your neighbor to do it from a YouTube? <laughs> no. Or do you want your family doctor to do, do it even? Or do you want to go to a surgeon that's done a thousand? Yeah, yeah that can do them in his sleep. That's the yeah. one I want to go to. Same here. Right. And it's the exact same way with orthodontics. Do you want to go with the expert or do you want to go with the person who doesn't have that specialized training in moving teeth? Yeah. 
The other thing that I see about the clear aligner systems is post-treatment. A lot of orthodontists suffer from this as, as well. They're not using the proper post-treatment protocols. Mm-hmm. Like for um, the standard of post-treatment for over 100 years now has been the Holy retainer. Yeah. But they can save a lot of bucks by skipping the lab and giving them in, in-house made clear aligners. But what the patients don't know, I'm finding so many ignorance among the patients that they're not being told anything. They think that these uh, clear retainers, which I don't really have anything against, but there are certain things that they should know. Like they only last 12 to 18 months tops, and then they need to be replaced. They can shift the bite. um, And there's other problems with it. Like I got called by a girl that was working at a GP. She got the Invisalign done through the GP. And then she called me and she's like, Chris, I've been wearing my retainer religiously for five years now. And all my teeth are starting to shift. What's going on here? I'm like, well, like what kind of retainer do you have? Because I I work with the doctor's office. So I don't remember ever making them and any retainers. And then she explained that she was wearing an invisible one. I'm like, well, that's the problem right there is that the invisible retainer after about 12 months is going to start to stretch, which is going to allow for relapse. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. And and then so like she's back in braces now. (laughs) So the GP saying that I'm going to save the patient money, they don't know what they're talking about because over time, it's going to be much more expensive. You'll pay more up front with an orthodontist, with a well-trained orthodontist, but you're in much better shape to avoid relapse. And I can see relapse. I've seen a lot more relapse cases now since doctors are switching to the invisible retainers. All my older doctors say that they will never use invisible retainers because they've seen a holy last 15 to 20 years. Whereas an invisible retainer, it should only last about a year, but a well-made holy is going to last and post-treatment is for life. Retention is for life. You have to wear them things as long as you want your teeth to stay straight. Um, And patients aren't being told these things. How did it get opened up to GPs? Um, I know they're doing Juvederm and Botox and all of that because they know the muscles of the face. Uh, obviously, they know the mouth and occlusion, but how did this get opened up to GPs? How did they get into it without having to be specialized in orthodontics? They do have an OM article about it um, on the, AO, on the AOLP website from the lab guide. It's just an opinion piece, so it's just my opinion. In the opinion piece, it's the same path that you get to with do-it-yourself orthodontics, which I think is the worst idea of the 21st century. <laughs> But all this was made possible by Invisalign. Okay. Because when Invisalign first came out, they told all the orthodontists that they would never sell it to GPs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. And then when they started marketing it to the GPs, they swore that they would never market it directly to the public. And then they jumped into bed with the Smile Direct Club. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just, they watered down the industry. Yeah. Okay. And then so like now all the doctors, all all the orthodontists are screaming about the GPs and the GPs are screaming about the do-it-yourself stuff. And I'm trying to explain to all of them, it's all the same monster mm-hmm. and you all continue to feed this and you, this is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, 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 you want to scream about the Frankenstein monster, but you open the door for him and you put out the welcome mat. And now you're, you're, you're serving him tea. <laughs> Always bite the hand that feeds you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Invisalign is a weekly or a bi-weekly tray change. But once you're done with it, then they put you in the exact same clear aligner for weeks, right? Well, they give you, I think at the end of treatment, you get three sets of aligners. So by my math, that gives you three years tops. Mm. Patients are leaving Invisalign treatment thinking that these things are permanent. Yeah. They're not being warned about post-treatment protocols. They're not being told that retention is for life. 
Um, they're not being told that these things only last a year to 18 months. I know what material it is. It's a, it's a form of Zendora, which is one, one, one of the top materials out there. But even on the Zendora site, they'll say that it lasts about 18 months mm. as opposed to uh, 12 months with the other materials. It's just clear plastic. I mean, it's the same as saran wrap or something like that. It's going to stretch. It's going to warp. You can grind through through it. It's going to crack, crack. Yeah. You don't have that problems with the hull. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because the standard post-treatment pro protocol now is 24-7 wear for the first six months and then nighttime wear after that. And there's reasonings for that. Um, don't ask me how I know this, but I read somewhere once where after orthodontic treatment, it takes the roots about 290 days to really heal. Really? Huh. But just so that's why it's the it's the 24-7 wear for the first six months. Mm-hmm. Now, after that first six months, though, the same forces that made the teeth crooked in the first place are still there. They're yeah. still at work. So whether it's genes or habits or whatnot, it's still there. So your teeth, as I put it sometimes, your teeth remember where they used to be and they tried to get back there. So without that nighttime wear, they're going to shift back and you're going to have re- relapse. But there's going to be the do-it-yourself orthodontics kiosk at the mall so that they can pay a, a few more yeah, a few more grand, 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 mm-hmm. um, which is going to cost you more money instead of doing it right the first time. Sure. I mean, that that's a problem our whole society has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone wants ever, ever, ever everything done quick and cheap. Yeah. Quick and cheap orthodontics is not... <laughs> Is not a good thing. <laughs> so when did you start the Association of Orthodontic Laboratory Professionals? When did that whole idea come into play? Well, it's really been an idea out there now for a long, long time. Like we've been talking about it now for a while because the ortho lab industry, we kind of feel like the unwanted stepchildren of the dental lab industry. We really, we don't have a voice with the NADDDL, and there's really, there's no outlet for us. I mean, if you go to like Chicago or Lab Day, there's no ortho there. Yeah. None. <laughs> um, I mean, I was at the last Chicago, it's the midwinter, I guess, or the Lab Day North, or yeah. I forget exactly what it's called, but they had like a thousand classes in the book. And I went through the entire book and I found one that I liked um, and then two that I might like. (laughs) So I was like, okay, but I know that the DLAT, the Dental Lab Association of Texas, they wanted to start doing more Mm -hmm. with ortho. And a lot of the states, because there's a difference where in some states you don't have to be a CDT, so you don't need the continuing education like here in Pennsylvania. But in Texas, you do need the continuing education. So even if you're an ortho lab own, 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 owner, you, 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 you still need that continuing education. So you would have all these ortho people going to these events and basically like sleeping their way through classes on crown and bridge and other things that occurs in the dental lab. <laughs> um, I've been doing ortho now for over 30 years. If you put me into a dental lab, I would have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get more involved. Um, Ernest Cadenas was um, the president of the DLAT at the time. And then he started to groom Cade um, to be the next president and to get more ortho involved. So when Cade became president, he started uh, to reach out and started to work with Priscilla Meyer. And they got me to come down uh, to lecture on the new orthodontic lab just to get more ortho out there. Um, And then, then, like I said, it was something that we've been talking about for a long time. It's It's sort of like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then yep. when then when all this technology like really hit, you had a lot of lab owners that were just lost because yep. our industry has basically remained unchanged now since the mid seventies. The mid seventies was the last time 
there there was a major shift. Um, before then, we were making bands for teeth, and that was about half of a live's output. Then when they came out with the pre-made bands in the mid-70s, a, a, a lot of labs died because they had a shift to the Hawley and Hyrax labs. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, it's basically remained unchanged. So now you got 2010, say, and the digital revolution, and it goes much beyond that um, with the lasers and the 3D printing and the software and the computers. Like when I bought the lab, the first thing that I did is I bought a new computer because the old one, it was a dinosaur. And the only thing mm-hmm. that I used a computer for was for bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, now I own, I think, like six computers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got an IT guy on call because you need that kind of stuff. Sure. And then a couple lab owners, one that I knew personally. Now, I don't know exactly what the reasoning was, but they did kill themselves which was a sad event. I mean, even, I mean, because I considered the guy um, a fret friend. Mm-hmm. And then plus with the introduction of all the technology and all the, and all the changes, that brings in all of the vultures as well that can take advantage of people. Sure. So I wanted to start getting like more information out there. I wanted to be a resource. Couldn't do it on my own, but then I decided to do it on my own. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we like talked about it and talked about it and and talked about it. We were getting more involved with the DLAT. So I just went out and hired a lawyer, hired a web developer and formed the AOLP. Then I guess it was three or four years ago, I went down there. And at the end of the meeting, I said, look, I formed this. Who wants in? (laughs) Do you want me to continue this or not? And then I got a lot of fantastic, positive uh, responses, both from the uh, attacks and the lab owners and from the vendors because everything is changing. So the vendors need to change as well. And the doctors need to change as well. So now I'm getting interest from vendors and doctors and practices around the world. So it's been pretty, um, it's been a wild ride that I really haven't been able to keep up with, (laughs) but I'm trying my best. Yeah. That's exciting for something that you just, I mean, when did you start all this? It was just a few years ago, I think, I launched it. That's um, pretty cool. Um, I mean, like, the the, the, the website is, still isn't where I want, because I'm also a lab owner, so I got to put it in a lot of time for that, and then in my little freed time, yeah. I'm trying to do this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah tell us about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you yeah. understand that. Yeah. So you have a board of directors now. Yes. I think the article mentioned you had, like, 60, 70 members. Um, at the time, I think we had um, about 60, 70 members of the AOLP. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for a lot more support from the um, our Facebook group, I think, is is um, it's nearing about a thousand. Yeah, I saw that. Nice. Good for you. And then an, another Facebook group that I started that, um, with the uh, thir- three shape, that's got over 3,000 members now. And I'm really surprised at that one. It's, it's just like growing and growing and gr- growing. And uh, that particular page without support. So, <laughs> wow. Because people are looking for information. They need information. Well, I can tell you on the podcast, Elvis and I um, have had a couple, uh, Cade being one of them, um, ortho folks on the air. And we were at the Texas meeting as well. So, my feeling and Elvis's feeling is that ortho is really coming out into its own right now. So, you've really picked a really great time you know, to start shouting it from the buildings and getting it up there. And you know, The association AOLP, you know, I saw you guys in the magazine. It looks like you have a real strong board and you're just getting a lot more people on board. So you know, this is a great way to get it out there as well with our podcast. So you're doing all good things. Why, thank you. And that's the hope because we we really need the support because without a big groupie behind us, like the NADL or the AAO, it's really a grassroots kind of thing. So we need people on board so I can get the attention of the NADDL and the AAO and anyone else. Hell, if if, if if the ATF wants to sponsor us, they're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, we're not wearing our NADL hats, but uh, Elvis and I are both on the board. So 
um, you know, it's a, it's a good start in the right direction. So I'm happy to happy to talk with you offline. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, like, that's how that's really how the AOLP it got started. Like me and Michael. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the L orthodontic lab up in Buffalo. Uh, Michael, I'm going to call in with his yeah, you name. Can. <laughs> We'll just right <laughs> he started a uh, Facebook group, group first. Um, mm-hmm. And then like we had like long, long conversations back six, seven years ago, if not more, with the current board of the NADL. And the talks, I mean, like we were, were on the phone for like hours yeah. um, and they just never really went anywhere. <laughs> then I think it was last year in Tag taxes. Um, I sat through the uh, prep prep president speech 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 speech. Um, I'm really bad with names if 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 you can't tell. Um, so I forget his name, which is I, I believe that he said that um, orthodontic labs may make up about thirty three percent of the total the mm. labs out there now. You don't see that represented in the NADDLL yeah. or at any shows. I, I I mean, just they're really. Like that's why I started the conference down in Texas because there's there's really there's no place else for for for, for us to uh, go go going to a lab day, it's just not there because yeah. there's really there is like no worth it though there there, the AIO is just like way too expensive and there's really not too much for for us there, um, because that's all directed at the doctors. But then I was talking to a few of the like vendors, though, and they were telling me that the only reason why they're there at the AIO is to like catch um, a, a lab owner's eye, eye, eye. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, well, we got the AOLP. Come on down and join us in Texas. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. So your meeting happens the same time. In the same place as the DLAT, which is the Dental Lab Association of Texas. You have presentations going on at the same time? Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah. Um, I mean, I couldn't have done anything without the DLAT. Um, they basically um, allowed us to have rooms, um, and they took us underneath their uh, wings. Um, so I mm-hmm. can't thank them enough um, because I would not have been able to make it happen without them. Um, I think that like last year was our first official conference where we were essentially on our own and not using yeah. their resources. And let me tell you, I ran my butt off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I slept yeah, I four bet. hours the entire weekend because I didn't, I don't know how to run a conference. I'm a lab guy. I'm a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I heard, it turned out great. I mean, Barb and I were both at, at the meeting, oh, yeah. and it was packed, and there was a great vibe, and we heard yep. positive things about the AOLP. Yeah, um, um, and then, like, well, we, 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 we've been growing in size each year, so I'm really looking forward uh, to see what happens this year in uh, 2020. Yeah, sure. Make sure that when you guys start finalizing your your schedule that let us know and we'll we'll do some announcements on the podcast to kind of hype it because you're right it's it's a limited places ortho technicians can go and this is just a great great place to get your ce or just the education that you yes. need yeah i mean um and not having to uh sleep your way way through a crown and bridge yeah, really. class. i get it too <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I, I mean, I, I guess guess is that I'm just a, a lot lock, lucky because the two states that I were were worked in, um, you don't need the uh, the uh, with CEs. So I've never had to uh, a deal with that. But I just can't imagine. I mean, I know that I've been doing this for like thirty year years now. Um, for a bit over thirty year years, I've been involved. Um, I was talking to I think. Cade about the uh, CDT mm-hmm. test, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Well, I failed that one." <laughs> oh, the general, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, you'd probably ace the specialty of. Oh Arthur. yeah, I mean, like like that. I'm 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 sure, but just I mean, I would really be completely lost if I walked into a dental lab. I would have absolutely no idea what's going on. Hmm. 
Interesting. Well, same if I walked into your lab, I'd probably have no idea what's going on. You're in a good to a company because all all of my family and friends have no idea what I do for a living. <laughs> I fought with my mom or I corrected my mom for the first um for for 25 years, she would tell people that I made tea, tea. Yeah. Um, for the, yeah. For the first 10 years of that, I correct, correct her. And then I just gave up at that point and just said, yes, mom, I, I make teeth for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just easier that way. Yes, it is. <laughs> What's next for the AOLP? What's in the plan? Other than your March meeting. Yeah, um, I mean, our March meeting, um, it should be exciting. We got uh, Leon now is like a well, I'm heavily involved. Um, and they're coming out with some fantastic stuff. They're coming out with like TADs and the 3D printed RPEs um, and a bunch mm-hmm. of other stuff. And then uh, Leon as as well, I mean, they are on par with, with the DDDLAT. Leon America was... What, what, what was the first van vendor to uh, sponsor us? And oh, just nice. like me as a Philly guy, that means a lot to Tim to, to me. So just, I mean, I'm really happy that they're taking um, an advantage of their uh, spa sponsorship. And, and they were like, we're coming out with this, 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 and this, and we can have a class on this and a class on this. So we're still firming up the you know, class, class, class schedule, um, but it's going to be a, oh, I'm heavily with them. We just uh, picked up the uh, carbon as a sponsor, and I'm excited about great. that. That's yeah. great. Carbon? Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just, um, I mean, because like the funny thing about carbon is that every lab owner out there, because that's something else that's changed in our um, in industry, they are seeing the price tag on the carbon and they're like, oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we know about that. But just, yeah. I mean, but e- 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 even than that, I mean, that was like a, a major shift in our um, industry. I mean, just as a small lab owner, I know that I would put out a couple thousand dollars here, a couple thousand dollars there. When um, for the AAO specials, I would like wince when I wrote that like five or six thousand dollar chat chat. Yeah. Um, but now everything has changed. Now, now it's ten thousand dollars here, and forty thousand dollars here, and sixty thousand yeah. dollars here. Um, so it's like we're still trying. I guess that in a way we are still trying to force the three D printer companies and software companies to give us exactly what we need because we still need solutions. And I'm extremely happy with what Carbon is doing. I'm extremely mm-hmm. excited with them. But if you look at the price tag, it's going to scare people. But you really have to look at the big picture for everything and i just think i i I like to use car carbon as an example because if you just focus in on the price of carbon and like a typical philly boy i'm using my hands here which you can't see but (laughs) (laughs) but if you focus in on just the price tag it's going to scare you a wet way but if you look at the big picture it's really one of the most affordable printers out there Lance Dowd, who's the treasurer of the AOLP, he owns a large lab out mm-hmm. west. Mm-hmm. He's got every type of printer available now. He's got a very big, big lab. And I was talking to him about it one day. And I'm like, yeah, Lance, it's $50,000 a year. And yeah. then he looked yeah. at me and he was like, Chris, I figured it out. It's my cheapest printer to run. Interesting. So that made me take another look at it and... If you look at the big picture, it becomes much more affordable. Wow. Interesting. Do you have a carbon? No. Um, <laughs> I got it to wait for, um, I can't invest in any more uh, with printers now until I get these loans uh, pay, pay, sure. pay, 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 off. But it should be on lab owners, uh, Ray, 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 the doors, though, though. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. on ours. And I know oh, yeah. Barb's got like a hundred of them. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> oh, oh, yes? Yeah. 
I have three of them. Okay. My dental has three of them, I should say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard fantastic things about them. I was out there in uh, San Francisco, so I got to see everything. It's it's some cool stuff that they're coming out with. I agree completely. I know you think the ortho lab call themselves the unwanted stepchildren, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I really, you know, all I hear about is big ortho labs and ortho labs everywhere, it seems like. I don't understand why your organization and your, your profession is so lesser, I don't want to say lesser known, but uh, it's, you know, quieter when <laughs> there seems to be so big. I'll never forget Visions last year at the Business Roundtable. I sat next to a guy from Canada that had like an ortho lab with like 300 employees. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable why you guys aren't almost bigger or the same size and organization as the dental labs? Um, I can't answer that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's odd to me. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess that that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is just like wave my hands in the air saying, hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, I think Texas is a great place to start. That's a real solid, strong show. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, and the people there are fantastic. I don't know about the highways there, but everything else I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else you want to cover? Anything you want to talk about? Make sure we get out. The big thing that I'm trying to uh, push is that this is a time of change. Mm-hmm. Or since the mid-70s, we've been whole, whole, holy and Hyrax lab, so we haven't really had to uh, concentrate on on anything outside of that with the shifts in the industry and the shifts to the clear aligners um we really need to start like looking into a uh, um, other there uh, are pro pro products now like the um hard soft night guards and the 3d printed night night guards the uh th- th- 3d printed high racks snoring appliances are becoming big mm. Like that was the point of my lecture last year that for the first time ever, orthodontic lab owners find themselves in the interesting position where we actually have to be a business owner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. You can't be a wire bender. Right. Yeah. I mean, because up up till now, we really haven't had to be a business owner. Um, All that we had to be is a good tech tech and then so they're like now we are in the position where um we uh, will have to think like um other other uh, business owners on one expanding and the roi um Uh and all that kind of stuff i remember i was having a conversation with christian sarman of um oh I'm drawing a blank there. He's got a huge lab. He's like um, a a huge lab outside of Boston. Hmm. And the first time that um, he mentioned to to, to me the uh, simple phrase of ROI, I had no idea what he was talking about. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." And then I had to jump on my smartphone and look at it up. and, and, And I'm like, okay, any first year business major. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't know what this is but i had no idea and so you really have to become like more of a business owner and get more involved maybe those are some good classes you could have during the texas meeting well i mean i'll, I'll be um back by a popular demand i'll be aware um i'll be redoing mine about uh business ownership and the changes in the end oh there you go three um and then we're going to have a lot of classes on all of the new stuff that is coming out um on the 3d metal printing on the tad appliances on the designing and the fabrication of the 3d printed splints um stuff like that so I mean, I'm just trying to help out labs because, as we say, we're 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 all competition, but just we're all lab owners first, and that's the way that I I look at things. Same here. 
Well, yeah, Barb and I both agree that even though we're all competition in some way, we need to band together and strengthen our industry in order to improve our industry, which will trickle down and improve everybody's individual lab. So, yeah, um, and that's why I'm concentrating on like labs. I'm concentrating on the patient. Like I've been accused by doctors that I come out against in business align and things like that because it because it it hurts us lab labs. And then I just tell them I'm like I've seen a thirty percent grow growth in my lab, so it can't be hurting me all that much. It's not about the money; it's about the patient. Yeah. I really do care about the uh, page patients. I want to see them pro- properly informed, uh, properly educated, and properly treated. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. That's good. That's good to have that philosophy going forward, especially with yep. the association. Mm-hmm. I agree. Awesome. Yeah, well, we you. appreciate it, Chris. That's some good stuff. I really encourage everybody to uh, seek out this organization, OrthoLab or not. I think it's important. It makes a lot of sense that what you guys are doing. And then, I mean, um, a, a lot of the plans that we have for the AOLP are not realized yet. Plan on getting a lot more involved now because I'm backing away from my lab a lot. Um, I brought, brought, brought in um, a new young guy, a new young partner. So, like, he's got all of the energy. Um, in the world for that (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm like okay so like now i can start concentrating more on that big your picture and the aolp which i hope will trickle down to all that yeah i hope so too yeah i think it will good luck thank 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 you and i guess i'll be seeing you all uh soon 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 yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely visions yep Yep, um, I got my flight all scheduled, and the hotel room is booked. Um, and now I'm just trying to take the get a, a dip, dip discount on the registration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, but I'm a hottie. I get in for free, and they. Awesome. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, 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 thanks a lot for everyone having. Absolutely. Kettenbach Dental is a German manufacturer of award-winning impression, resin, and soft relay materials. In the United States, they have a team of dedicated manufacturer representatives who are eager to help support dentists and dental labs achieve perfect results from start to finish. They believe dentistry is a balance of art and science. In reality, not all impressions and impression materials are created equal. So Kettenbach is here to help with award-winning products like Panaceal Impression Material, which achieves the lowest contact wetting agent, making the material the most hydrophilic on the market. Products like the famous Futar Bite Registration offer your lab and clients accurate bite records with no rebound and it's easy to trim. Unique products like Mucopren Soft, a resilient soft relined silicone that is resistant to contamination, offers an excellent bond strength to a removable prosthesis, making this a long-term reline solution, lasting the patient years, not months. Kettenbach Dental only sells direct, and with no middleman markup, you and your clients are likely to save 30 to 50% on material costs without sacrificing quality. A great way to start with Kettenbach is to try the Panaceal Lab Putty Hard or the Lab Putty Soft for your dental lab's matrixing, indexing, and duplicating needs. The additional silicone putty comes in a five kilogram base and a five kilogram catalyst, one-to-one mix with no additional messy gel activator. How about a box of the Panacil Lab Putty and a box of the Futar Bite Registration, all for $1.99. Simply call Kettenbach Direct. It's 877-532-2100. Two, three, and do mention the code Dental Lab Podcast 199. So that'll tell them that you heard it on our podcast. For more information on Kettenbach, check out their Facebook page or visit Kettenbach dental.us. Kettenbach is standing by, ready to help your lab and your clients achieve inspired patients with impressive results. So, a big thanks to Chris for coming on the podcast. 
I think Elvis said your name correctly, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Since coming on the podcast, Chris has actually sold his lab to his partner to work exclusively with the AOLP. He really believes in banding together. So if you're an ortho lab or your lab does ortho, we suggest checking out the AOLP and becoming a member. Check out a link to their website on this episode's show notes. By the way, if you're going to Lab Day, they will have a booth to promote all of the good that they're trying to do. Head over to the West Tower, booth W2, to learn more about the Association of Orthodontic Laboratory Professionals. And remember, this is Elvis's slogan, we are all stronger together, and it's ultimately for the benefit of the patient. And after Lab Day in late March, Chris and the AOLP have partnered up with the DLAT meeting in Texas. We talked about it in the interview. Mm -hmm. They have a ton of ortho-specific vendors and education seminars to attend. So every technician should head over to their big meeting that happens in Grapevine, Texas, March 26th to the 28th. Barb and I will be there at the Argon booth again, recording all the great things happening at this meeting. And make sure to check out a Thursday night Top Golf event sponsored by Alien Milling. We will also be there recording in a much more relaxed and fun atmosphere. And there might even be some fireball that evening, but you never know. Like I was saying last time we talked about this, I'm way ahead of myself, but I'm there to work, so I'll do it later. I'm glad Fireball Barb is back. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, she went away for a little while. Yeah. Life's been life, but starting to feel a little more uh, like myself again. So thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, welcome back. So Chris has some opinions on the clear aligner industry. And while many individuals have different opinions on this subject, we on the podcast might or might not agree, but we share everyone's opinions. And I think that's why you guys are listening to us. And the same goes for people not liking mine or Elvis's, but this is what we're trying to do with the podcast, to let everybody share their opinion. I mean, heck, I'm going through Invisalign right now. Yes, you are. So while I might not agree 100% of what Chris or any of our guests have to say, he does make some really good points. If there is anything anyone can agree on, it's education. Yep. Well said, partner. All right. There is only one more episode before we all gather in Chicago for LMT Lab Day. With everything going on that weekend, all the events and education, make sure you find some time to find us recording at the Argon booth in the East Tower. Argon was gracious enough to set up space in their booth for Barb and I to set up our gear and record all the great people in our industry. We ask that if anyone is wanting to be on the podcast to come on by and get on it's super easy and it's super fun if you're an attendee a speaker a vendor anyone with a story stop by we'd love to chat with you and even though you will find us at the argon booth we want to give a shout out to all of our current and past sponsors that we have had on the podcast to be honest without them in the early days I don't know what we would still be doing with all of the trips and all the expenses that we had so while at lab day chicago Stop by these booths and tell them that you heard about them on Voices from the Bench. Let them know that listeners of the podcast are listening. Seek out NOAC Dental, Open Implants, Pre-Digital Dental, Whipmix, and Kettenbach, and show them some love. And thank you for doing that. Awesome. Well, everybody, we got a lot to do to gear up for Chicago, so hopefully we'll see you there. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. my turn. I know, and I'm totally fine with that.